1: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster.
0: Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you.
1: Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives.
0: It's been a minute since we've done a TV show. I think the only mm-hmm. one we've ever done is
1: Friends. I think so. Right? Yeah. Well, I, I got confused for a second because we talked about Topanga.
0: But oh, that wasn't a TV yes. show. it's
1: a TV character. Yes. But yeah, we are going to be talking today about how How I Met Your Mother is a bit problematic. It is. Your fave is problematic. Listen. Yeah.
0: You know, I watched this entire show... Probably it was after I moved to LA, so it had to have been maybe 2011 or 2012. That was whenever. about
1: me too. I think it was 20. I think it was like the end of 2010 when I
0: started. Yeah, watching whenever it. I started watching it, and I I binged the entire show. I watched. Oh, I loved it. The entire show. I enjoyed it. You know, sometimes you just need. A lot of people talk shit about like multicam sitcoms with laugh tracks and stuff like that. I get it, but also for me that is like the cotton candy of TV yeah. that just, I
1: feel like it's comfort, you know yeah, what I mean? The, like it's something- the drama is minimal. It's very easy to watch. It's
0: predictable. It's something that I can have on if I'm just like, I just want to curl up in my robe on the couch with like a cup of hot tea and just not yeah. turn my brain off, it's, you know?
1: It's easy, easy, easy watching. And yeah, right. I started watching it when I was about 18 and um, really, really enjoyed it. I remember showing it to a lot of my friends, thinking it was really funny And as I've gotten older and the longer I've done this show, the less and less I can handle it. I can't watch it anymore.
0: No, I can't either. And I tried to find it so that I could actually watch a few episodes while I was on set, you know, if I had any downtime. And I couldn't find it, but I did get on... It used to be on Netflix. It used to be on Netflix. It's not anymore. Oh, okay. I I got on um, YouTube and just watched, like, bits and pieces. And I've been saying this for a while, and people actually get... Very defensive right. about this show because, and I get it, it's because you love it. It's because you love it. And so it's hard to examine something that you love as being very problematic. Right. But I would argue that this is, it's so problematic that I have a hard time believing that it was as popular as it was like not that long ago.
1: Yeah, it, it, this show only ended maybe three or four years ago, something like that, four years ago. I
0: think it was more than that. I want to say it ended probably in like 2013. 13. It was 2013,
1: so yeah. it was about six. Wow. Yeah, I remember watching the finale and being very disappointed, and I don't remember it being. Oh, long the finale that. was terrible. Yeah, it was really bad. But yeah, and I I remember like I watched the show a lot with my guy friends. I thought Barney was really funny. I always was annoyed by Ted. I loved Lily. I I you know what? Here's my thing, and this has always been my problem,
0: and this is probably. How any of us made it out of like the 90s and the 2000s without being majorly fucked up, I don't know, because I totally fell into that trap that you're supposed to fall into with these shows, where I did see Barney as as trash to me. Like, I was oh, like, me too. oh, he's a shitty person, Human and, and I, in a lot of ways, he's framed to be that way. Like, yeah, he, he, he has is. a lot of emotional issues, but Ted is framed to be a nice guy, and I bought into that. Hardcore. You know, like yeah. he had his flaws that made him annoying, but all of the things that were supposed to be framed as romantic, I bought into as romantic. And
1: it's stalkerish as fuck.
0: I mean, it is. And actually, you and I recorded an entire episode where the audio ended up being bad about relentless pursual and mm-hmm. how dangerous of a trope that is. And Ted is really kind of the poster boy for that throughout the oh entire my gosh. show.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, I remember there's an episode where Barney talks to Ted about how to turn a no into a yes. And to Ted, like a no is like a challenge. It's like no, Robin doesn't want to be with me. Well, I'm gonna break into her house with a blue quartet and, wait and for demand her, an answer, demand from an, her. an, an yeah. answer about you know if she loves him or not, and then. Oh, Robin doesn't want kids. Well, I'm going to keep pressuring her and hoping she's going to change and trying to mold her until she changes That is mind. a
0: consistent theme throughout the entire show. So the episode you're talking about, turning the no into a yes, um, it's actually one of the very few instances when Barney actually says, you can't turn a, a no into a yes. Yeah. He actually says that to Ted. Yeah. But Ted does take that as a challenge. And the the scenario that's happening there is... He, it, I think he's getting a tattoo removed or something, and the character Stella, who is doing that for him, yes, is his like doctor yeah. essentially, and she's like, "Well, I can't date a patient." Yeah, and so he says, um, "Well, then I'll just wait until I'm not your patient anymore, and then I'll ask you out." And she said, "Okay, but I'm gonna say no when you yeah. ask me out." And then he pushes her, and he pushes her, and eventually she finally says. I'm going to say no to you not because I don't like you, but because I have a daughter who is my priority. Yeah. And, like, this is this is the priority in my life right now. And instead of respecting that, he decides he is going to surprise her with a date. Which, if a guy did...
1: Like a, a three-minute date. It's,
0: it's it's supposed to be romantic. Yeah. But it, as a person who, like, my no means no,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it would be
1: really annoying yeah, to me. Yeah, it doesn't mean convince me. You yes, know? Yeah, it would and be very annoying to That me. whole relationship is fucky because she needs to live in New Jersey because that's where her daughter is growing up that is her priority and Ted makes such a huge stink about having to live in New Jersey and tries to convince her to move her daughter and her life to New York and then when he's in New Jersey he's like miserable so they break up I'm like this is ridiculous well and they
0: also break up because they end up getting engaged yes and he doesn't realize until it's pointed out to him by Marshall that he doesn't actually know anything about her yeah he doesn't it's know what her favorite of her right he doesn't know what her favorite color is. He almost kills her by feeding her peanuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so you see this recurring theme throughout the show of Ted being incredibly selfish. Yeah. And it's supposed to be this romantic story he's telling to his children about like how he met their mother, Um, which way oversharing. I would never want my dad to get into this much detail yeah. about his dating life. But he, it's supposed to be this kind of like romantic story of how he met their mother. But in reality, It's just him getting what he wants, trying to get what he wants, trying to mold women into what he needs them to be uh, throughout the course of several years uh, while also maintaining a very unhealthy obsession with his friend
1: Robin. Right. And the other thing is like, you know, Barney is supposed to be an asshole. Like, we're supposed to know that what he is doing is very, very wrong. But if you look at Barney versus Ted, like, Ted in the show had just as many, like, one-night stands and flings as Barney did. Absolutely. So there is an
0: article, a Medium article, I I read that too. Yes, and I have some quotes from it here, but I think it was called, like, um, Ted, the real misogynist of How I Met Your Mother or something like that. And they correctly, I think, um, pose that Barney is a parody of misogyny. He's supposed to be satire. It's so over the top that that's what it's supposed to be. And we'll get into why that's still a little problematic in a minute. But um, they say, from the get-go, it's clear to us viewers that Barney is co- a comedic character. His misogyny is so blatant that other characters comment about it. His antics are so ridiculous that they almost make his character unbelievable. In addition, Barney is presented as a man with deeply rooted emotional issues. Mm-hmm. He was raised by a single mother, not knowing who his father was. His closeted brother made him believe that picking up women was a mark for personal success. He is shown as problematic, deeply vulnerable character who also provides some much-needed comic relief. Now, I think that that is all true. Yeah. I do believe that it was probably the intention of Neil Patrick Harris and also the show creators to make Barney so over-the-top, bro, misogynistic asshole that we as the viewers were supposed to pick up on the fact that, like, this is ridiculous and we're not supposed to root for him. However, But then I, they
1: do make you want to root for
0: him they in do. certain things. They yeah. make him lovable. They also give him friends that are lovable and at times reinforces very bad behavior. Yeah. so a
1: lot of times they do. So at
0: that point, it's just like he's not being given, he's not showing any real growth. Like, not really. Or given any character arc that shows any consequences for his incredibly bad behavior. Well, and
1: then, like, I, I know we're talking about Ted being a misogynist right now, but the thing that drove me crazy about the final episode is that Barney finally changes his ways when he, like, holds his baby in his arms and it's like oh okay because now oh, now you have a daughter a child can change a person well it's like it's the whole thing of like i have i have a daughter so i now i believe in the same things so like the feminist now i and, understand yeah now i understand because Which, i have a daughter
0: one is not how it works two it doesn't undo the damage Mm-mm. that like you have done to uh, countless women yeah um but with Barney, I even though I believe that that was probably the intention of the show creators and uh-huh. of Neil Patrick Harris himself, I feel like as a culture, I think that sometimes, overall I would say that like TV creators, show creators, and movie creators think that the American people or people in general are dumber than they are. Yeah. But there are some times when I think that they think that the vast majority of Americans are smarter than they are.
1: Yeah. And where they're gonna get it. Where
0: they're gonna get it on a deeper level. Yeah. And I don't think that this was the case. Like Oh, I, I had was, a
1: lot of friends that loved Barney.
0: Right. Yeah. And that whole suit up thing became yeah. a thing and trying to get a woman at any cost became a thing. And I was watching several like YouTube videos made by YouTube creators. I'll try and find them so we can give them credit. Um where they were talking about comparing Barney's character to Archie Bunker from All in the Family. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever watched uh, All in the Family, you'll know that Archie Bunker is an over-the-top racist misogynist, to the point where, for me, even watching it whenever I was younger, I was very uncomfortable with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whenever the person who played Archie Bunker, his name was Carol O'Connor... He was an outspoken Hollywood liberal, like yeah. very liberal. And
1: he Well, as is Neil Patrick Harris as well.
0: Right. And he was saying in an interview later on in life that himself and also Norman Lear, who is the show's creator for All in the Family, their intention was for. Archie to be this kind of, like, bumbling idiot. Right. And to make his racism look so stupid that it would, like, show a mirror back up to American society. But that's not what happened. And, in Mm -hmm. fact, like, a lot of racists who had the kind of the same beliefs, they were like, oh, this is a guy who tells it like it is. It's a breath of fresh air. Finally, you know, he's not PC. And they clung to that character as a hero. Yeah. And so, at that point, it didn't matter what the intentions were. Right. And I feel like the same thing kind of happened with Barney, where, like, it didn't matter what the show's intentions were because you are validating the experience of these people who want to behave this way.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about a few things with Barney, then, while we're here. A few of uh, his lessons that he teaches his friends as they go along in this uh, adventure, such as the cheerleader effect. So I actually, so I googled the cheerleader effect and I got a wiki definition as I do best. So here it is. Also known as group attractiveness effect. It's a cognitive bias which causes people to think individuals are more attractive when they are in a group. So Barney sees a group of women and I think it's Ted or someone that's like, oh, they're so hot. And he's like, no, 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 bro, it's the cheerleader effects. Like, look at each of them individually, and they show these, like, you know, they're hairy, and they have moles, and they're wearing weird... Like, it's like, individually, they're ugly, and then they pull away, and they're like these hot babes or whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, and what we're going to see as a recurring theme through all of this, and all of them, but especially Barney and Ted are guilty of this, is the complete and utter... Objectification of women. All of women it. are treated like. Objects. even
1: even the the women like the main characters in the show it's just disgusting it, well and the
0: girls do it too like oh, the the women do it too both so lily much. and robin um objectify and also slut shame women throughout Constantly. the show yeah. yeah
1: they're they're the like the friend what's they're, the they're the cool chicks the cool girls yeah. yeah so the other one that uh that barney talks to ted about is the sexless innkeeper when a girl you know feels safe with you and comes home just so that she has a place to stay so she she, like, while she's in town, but doesn't have sex with you. And it's, like, this horrible thing that this woman would think to spend the night in your home and How not have sex. How dare she have friends? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? How dare or she it's have like, male friends? Well, but it's not male friends. It's, like, she you meet her at, a, there was, like, they did a whole old-timey um, story thing of Barney where, you know, someone comes to the, like, this big woman, like, comes to the door and needs a place to stay and... um And what, how does that go? I can't remember how, like, the old-timey one goes, but, like, Ted, the reason it comes up is because Ted, they see a woman walk out in the morning, and they're like, oh, Ted, and then they find out that he didn't sleep with her. So he was the sexless innkeeper, because he let this girl spend the night and didn't, like, take advantage of it. Do you remember that? I
0: I, vaguely. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what? So much of this borders on or is just full out like condoning or encouraging sexual assault that it's very u- upsetting.
1: Yeah. Um so Barney's behavior uh greatly affects the women because everyone in the friend group refers to them as like the dumb skanks. Like, oh, they're just dumb skanks. Like, Robin even says once, like, when we're talking about the playbook, oh, well, if women are so dumb to fall for this, they have it coming. Yes, she
0: does. She absolutely reinforces that kind of um, victim blaming that happens. And actually, she is on the receiving end of a lot of slut shaming throughout the show as well. I mean, she perpetuates it constantly. But then there are also instances, like, let's talk about the the naked man, for instance, which is really fucked up already like it's already fucked up but when
1: i was younger i was like this is hilarious because i never thought of it actually happening it was just a funny of course
0: but that's what makes this show so dangerous Mm -hmm. is because it's framed in a way that's supposed to make us believe that these things are humorous right but so the naked man situation was a situation where a man invited robin to a party yeah um, and so she goes to the party, and when she gets there, she realizes that there is no party, and he is standing in a room naked, naked which is a very Weinstein-y move, very. first of all. Um, and it is sexual assault. I yeah. didn't ask... For this. Yeah. I, you did not You invited have me
1: on a date to a party. My
0: consent yeah. to this. And it's not even necessarily a date. You invited me to a party. Right. Right. True. I'm I'm anticipating other people being there. It's also a very Cosby move. Cosby actually did that, where yeah. he would invite young actresses or young women to his home for a Hollywood party, and when they would arrive, he would be the only one there. Gross. It is really gross. The nakedness adds an entire other level of grossness to it. it. And then when Robin decides that, like, they actually ended up sitting down having a conversation and getting to know each other, that she actually wanted to sleep with the naked
1: man. No, she Um, did not. There is a... No, she, she decides to sleep with him, and then when they go on a date and tries to have a conversation with him, she realizes, because, okay, so she goes in, and when she sees him naked... She sleeps with him, and then she tells her friends about this the, the next day, and Marshall calls her a slut, because he says, the only right. thing between you and sex is clothes, and she goes, no, 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 I really have deep feelings for Mitch, I really, really like him, so she goes on a date with him, an actual date at a restaurant, and she tries talking to him, and she's like, this is the dullest person in the world, I did sleep with him because he was naked.
0: Which is also fucked up, too, like, that's a... it's. The entire situation is incredibly fucked up. The entire situation. One, that sexual assault actually pays off. Firstly. Secondly, that someone wants to sleep with somebody else and they have consensual sex and then the next day they're called a slut because yeah. they didn't have some deep emotional connection. Whenever the men in the show are constantly knowing a woman for less than five minutes and hooking up with them yeah. throughout the entire show. Oh, yeah. There's so one where for Barney, there to, be this sexist, trying to get her
1: 300th or whatever. For there
0: to be this sexist double standard where it's like women have to have this barrier to entry in order to have sex. Right. But Men are allowed to just go and have sex with whoever they want. You know, because if the tables had been reversed and Barney had come home to an apartment and there had been a naked woman in his apartment, they would have had sex immediately. Yeah. And it would have been framed as in Robin's words, well, what did she expect? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There would never, no one would ever be like, oh, he's such a slut. The only barrier is Is her clothes. clothes."
1: Well, and then like all the group all decide they want to try the naked man. So Barney and Ted both try it on women and neither of them are successful. And it's like, it works two out of three times. And then of course, like, you know, Lily is in a relationship with Marshall shows up naked. In their apartment. Or it's like, he Marshall comes home and she's naked. It's like, oh, it worked the two out of three times. But it's like, you're in a consensual relationship. It's different seeing your partner a- naked. Absolutely. It's completely like, different. Yeah. it's And the fact that they were like, that's a really good idea. Let's keep trying this. The other thing that Barney does that bothers me is that... Do you remember the whole ducky tie thing? I do. So he's wearing this ducky tie and he like has to wear it for a year and then... He, uh they go to this, like, Japanese, like, hibachi restaurant, and they make this deal that if Barney can do all of the moves that the guy who's cooking can do, he can take the ducky tie off. And little do we know, or does the friend group know, Barney's been, like, conditioning Marshall to want to go to this hibachi restaurant, and in the meantime has been learning all of these tricks in order for him to see Lily's boobs. Yes,
0: this is This actually makes me mad. Yeah. Like, this one makes me really mad. And Lily
1: is like, I don't want to live in a world where Barney... And then there's one where it's like he gets to touch them. Yes. It gets to that point. And, like, a poor... And she has nothing to do with this. This is between Marshall and Barney. And and Marshall's just, like, letting it happen. I'm like, what the fuck? If my
0: husband used me as a bargaining chip sexually... I think our relationship might be over. Like, honestly, 100%. I don't even give a shit that it's my friend. Like, yeah. the fact that I'm telling you this is something I do not want to do, yeah. and this stupid fucking bet you have going on is more important than my consent exactly. or my feelings, it would be, I would be furious. Yeah, I
1: would get up, like, if I were Marshall, I would get up and walk out. I'd be like, no, I'm not playing this game, bye. Bye. Yeah. I'm never speaking to you again because you're trying to sexually assault me. Well, but my you wife. know what?
0: They know exactly who he is, though. And so, honestly, if Marshall. If Marshall did react that way, I would say, okay, so you're totally fine with Barney essentially objectifying, everybody. objectifying and sexually assaulting everyone, but when it comes to your wife, suddenly that's, like, a, a, a line too far. So for yeah. me, in the show, it would be unrealistic for Marshall to walk out, but it it's be. not unrealistic for him to disagree Yeah, or say, like, I, I don't know, like, yeah. I'm not allowing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so for me whenever he doesn't do that and in fact offers up almost no resistance. Yeah. to it happening. He's like just oh I
1: better win. It's infuriating. Yeah. Yeah. It's it really is. gross. Um Barney once dressed like a very stereotypical lesbian to try to sleep with one. Gross. And then there's the mermaid theory, where he says every woman, no matter how initially repugnant, has a mermaid clock, the time it takes for you to realize you want to bone her. And he says that sailors would spend so long at sea that they would eventually view manatees, which are beautiful creatures and my favorite underwater animals, as beautiful mermaids. And the only way for a mermaid to revert back to a manatee is pregnancy. But breastfeeding brings you back to being a mermaid again. Great um then there's the hot crazy scale you can only be as crazy as you are hot which is awful it's the whole hysterical woman thing again and same thing with like the crazy eyes episode where marshall and lily when they're when they aren't dating he goes on a date with somebody else and they're all like dude she her eyes they're crazy she has crazy eyes and then he kind of like notices it and it's like women have the ability to be unhinged and like crazy and she like they think that she's smashing photos you and know, doing all this I kind of stuff. I would be very
0: interested to hear what the show creators have to say about some of these Agreed. um criticisms because those that's really who's to blame for this. It's like who whoever's writing these episodes yeah. and whoever has created these characters because the depiction of women in this show, like it it's really hard to watch now. It really is. I can't because watch like it. the depiction of women in general, even the leads is very stereotypical Mm -hmm. and negative and demeaning. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, they
1: they really have no, like, authority over themselves when it comes to their, like, friend groups. It's like, you know, Lily is the more feminine, um, matriarchal character, but also, like, she was raised by, like, a feminist mom, and has, she's very headstrong, and there are moments where she really does stand up for herself, and she's just kind of, like, pushed aside, um, but then she's also kind of the cool girl trope in a lot of ways, and Robin is the ultimate cool girl trope, you know, she likes her cigars, and she drinks scotch, and she's this, like, bro, and that's But she's makes like her... that because she had
0: an abusive father... Yeah. ...who treated her like shit. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Who her then, uh, spoiler alert, future husband, Barney... yeah. Instead of standing up for his wife or his fiance, tries to win over the the abusive father. Yeah, exactly.
1: And then, but it's like, so she's this, like, hyper, like, stereotypical masculine girl. But she's hot. But but she's she's hot. hot. And then Ted, like, as soon as he displays any sort of femininity is like, stop being such a girl and, like, don't be a bitch. And, like, it's just so The
0: toxic masculinity, the homophobia, the The transphobia, transphobia. There's so much wrong and while we're on the subject of Barney let's talk about the fact that he once
1: sold, sold a woman, a woman. <gasps> he yeah. sold a woman oh i have the quote i have the quote some i have it right here okay go do it
0: uh, so he does say in one episode he says at one point i'm pretty sure i sold a woman i didn't speak the language but i shook a guy's hand he gave me the keys to a mercedes and i left her there could you be friends with someone like this? No. Like there there is no way I could maintain a friendship with someone like this.
1: Yeah, and he like most of the time when he has sex with these women, it's un- it's like under a fake identity, which could be illegal due to sex being under false pretenses. And he also films women without their consent and keeps hitting cameras in his bedroom. No, I mean, he is a classic sexual predator. Yeah. He's and a so predator. There is something called Stevens Law, which uh, was created in 2003, that says that filming a person during a sexual activity without their knowledge is illegal. So, like, uh, all of the shit he does is so... Fucking illegal and gross. Right. I mean,
0: every episode is essentially him trying to pick up women any way that he can. And there's actually one line, and this is probably the grossest to me, where he says something like, The only reason why you should wait a year for sex is if the girl is 17 years and 11 11 months. Or one month for sex is if a girl is 17 years and 11 months old. Yeah. Which is. Sickening, it. like it's, I just had full on body chills thinking about that because that's a child, really, like gross. honestly, truly. Like, Ugh. so I mean, I really think that we could go on all day talking about the issues with Barney. Oh, yeah. Um, but as I said, he is definitely a parody of yeah. a misogynistic character,
1: right? Um, I want to talk a little bit about some of the issues, such as the transphobic comments, sure. Uh, like when Marsh, or when I think it's when, like, Ted comes into, like, Barney or Marshall's office when they work together and is like, hey, there's a bunch of models downstairs. You want to play who's hot and who's Scott? Yes. Yeah. There's plenty of comments like that. There's a lot of homophobic
0: comments, which is very, I mean, it's indicative of the time that it was yeah. created in. We talked about that in our Friends episodes where uh-huh. there was a lot of, oh, you must be gay because you, like you know, fine artisan cheeses yeah, or whatever. Exactly. And I think that we are supposed to believe that these jokes are okay because very often Barney is the one saying them. Yeah. And we have the cultural knowledge to know that Neil Patrick Harris is gay. Yeah. And so I think we are supposed to be like, oh, it's fine that he can say that. But the yeah. character is not gay. No. And it's still incredibly demeaning. It's
1: incredibly demeaning. And, and I was mentioning earlier, anytime Ted does anything slightly feminine, it's like he's, he's a girl, he's a bitch, he's gay. It's all of these things that like has such a negative connotation to them. And they really just have... Th- a lack of respect, and there's such a lack of diversity in the show, too, which makes it even worse. Oh, it's an incredibly white show, and in Like, in their world, New York City is all white.
0: Except (sighs) for there's one recurring character, Rajit, isn't his name Rajit? Rajit. Yes, yeah. Which is just
1: racist. Which is an
0: incredibly stereotypical, I believe it's supposed to be a East Indian... Cab driver. Cab driver. Yeah,
1: and it's just very...
0: The only (sighs) other person of color that I can think of on this show is... Um, God, what is his name? He was in.
1: Oh, Barney's brother.
0: Oh, there's Barney's brother. I was going to say Harold and Kumar, back oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, The guy yeah. who played
0: Kumar and Harry, Harold and Kumar was, yeah. at one point, Robin's therapist. And then she dated him. And then they start dating. And they even talk on the show about how, how like, weird it this is. is inappropriate. Yeah. And yet that happens anyway. So
1: I, there's really, like, three... Yeah, like, Nora, I think, could be seen as a person of color. There's a few... Um, Women that I think could probably be more like the Latina... Like, more like guest stars, like, kind of in and out of the show. But I feel like it's usually kind of a plot device or, you know... But, like, the main friend group and the majority of the people that they're with and date are all I've said people. before
0: that this show is such an enigma to me because I feel like it really fell in such an interesting pocket. Yeah. Because if it had been made a year after it ended... It never would have. It never could have been. No. It it really had to happen right when it happened for people to still consider it to be funny. Yeah. Because literally the next year people started being like, no. I mean, it was only three years later that Harvey Weinstein happened, Me Too happened, all of this stuff really started gearing up, maybe even two years later, where it aged... More quickly than any show any I've ever show. seen. Like I it know. took it took Friends a good decade for us to look back and be able to look back and say like, oh, Ooh. these things about this show were a problem. But really, it was like two years. And you look back on How I Met Your Mother, and you're like, how was that such a major TV hit? How?
1: I want to know how the episode where they dressed in yellow face was ever yes. greenlit. Yeah, they you all know. they dre- they talked in like stereotypical Chinese accents yes. and like played Chinese people. Yes. A bunch of white people. What? I don't know. And people were pissed at the time. I was pissed at the time. Yeah, it's kind of like, it was forgotten very quickly. Very quickly. The next week, another episode came out and it was kind of forgotten. But like, how did that even get made? I, I don't know. Looking back on this
0: show, I don't know how most of it was made. Like, yeah. we had our episode on Friends Being a Problematic Fave, and there are things in that show that you look back on and you cringe a little bit. But, but at for the time, the, the 90s. Well, and even now, it doesn't stop me from watching or enjoying that show. But cause I, there's also
1: different lines. I
0: cannot watch and enjoy How I Met Your Mother anymore. anymore. And if you can, that's fine. Like we say, like, as long as you You have your own lines. You have your own lines. And as long as you are going into something with your eyes open, being critical of what you're consuming, it's fine. Yeah. Um, But it is one of those things where every single episode at every single turn, it's incredibly problematic. Yeah. Like, there's also a ton. A ton ton of fat shaming on this show. Oh
1: my god. To a
0: ridiculous degree.
1: Yes, and I mean the only like plus-size character I can think of is Patrice and, and Patrice she's treated, is treated like, like, shit. like shit. I think at
0: one point there's one of the main characters this is it Barney who shows an interest in Patrice. Well, okay, Patrice.
1: he acts like he has interest in Patrice cuz it's all part of his plan to propose to Robin. And he knows that Robin can't stand her, and they're like in on it. Well, Patrice and Barney are like in on it, and like Patrice is just this like sweet lady who makes cookies and like wants to be friends with Robin. The
0: idea, the way that Robin reacts to Barney being interested in Patrice, she's like, how could he like? Her. It's very upsetting because she is a very kind, sweet person. We are led to believe that she is a very nice person. Yeah. But we are led to believe that no attractive, successful man would be interested in her because she is not thin.
1: Yeah. Really
0: thin. Because it's not even that she's not beautiful, because she's a completely you know, nice-looking woman. There's yeah. it's not anything like that. No. It's that she's not thin. Period.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then when, when Barney and Robin are getting married during that whole last season, there's something with the priest where he says something like, if you've done, like, what is the the biggest sin you could commit or something like that or commandment or something, and he goes, no fat chicks. Barney says, no fat chicks. And it's just so, like, or no fatties. Like, they make those yes, jokes make all those the time. they make those jokes
0: constantly. And,
1: like, Marshall, when he's making a list of reasons of, like, people to sleep with or something, he's like, she's so fat you don't even tell your friends about her.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's so gross. If we want to examine Marshall a little bit, he Ugh. is absolutely supposed to be the, the... pure... Good guy. Conscience. Yes. The,
1: the, the group's conscience. right? And, the one yeah. who
0: has been with his significant other for forever. And you're supposed to believe that he is the best of the three of the men. And he yeah. is. Yeah. But the bar is so incredibly low.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, yeah. You know, I remember watching the first season for the first time when, you know... Lily and Marshall break up for a bit because she wants to go to San Francisco. And I don't think Lily ever said, you know, I'm going to break up with you to go to San Francisco. He's like, if you walk out that door, we're done. Which is like, what the fuck? Like, she went to school for art history. That's her major. She's working as a kindergarten teacher, something she's really not passionate about. She has an opportunity to go to this art thing. You should be, as her fiancé at the time, you should be supporting that and being excited for her and being like, yes, go. I'll be here when you get back. I'll try to visit you, whatever. Like, it's a summer. And she ends
0: up actually breaking down and saying, like... and this has happened to most people when they're in their, like, late 20s where they have kind of this crisis yeah. where I did. I mean, I left my job because of it. Where I, you yeah. have this kind of, like, crisis of... um,
1: What am I doing? What
0: am I doing with my life? I spent all this money on this degree. I'm not using it. I don't feel fulfilled. And those are completely valid feelings yeah. that any partner in your life should take into account, consider, um, respect, support, and... If you are going to try and be with somebody for the rest of your life, you want to be with someone for the rest of your life, you are going to have to deal with periods where maybe they are going to be separated from you for whatever reason. Right. And you're going to have to learn how to get through those difficult times and the fact that Marshall gave up so quickly and easily. It uh, made her look so bad. Right. Made yeah, yeah, like her she the was. Of it. Yes. And that is a constant theme. That is also why I would love to hear from the show creators what they were going for because the constant theme of this show, and we'll get back to that when we start talking more in depth about Ted, is that men behave badly. Yeah. And women are made to look like the villains and men are made to look like the victims.
1: Right, the women are always to be looking crazy when in reality in the show the men do the craziest shit, but it's always justified. They're entitled to be to do that because like in in the instance of Ted pursuing Robin, he loves her so much, he's willing to go to these drastic lengths, so it's justified what he does. Right, these of little course. mistakes and bumps along mm-hmm. the way are all leading him to Robin. Same thing with Marshall, you know, it's the the idiot moves he does and in the end it's it's kind of like Lily, who apologizes for leaving and I had a horrible time on my trip and yada, yada, yada. And it's like... I hate that it's framed that way. No. I, I hate that they
0: were given an opportunity in this show to have given Lily some independence and given her... Um, she could have had a really good time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And really discovered something new about herself and Instead, learned and it was grown. like a wasted
1: summer and she missed Marshall the whole time and she never should have left and yada, yada. And that's... Yada. To
0: me, that's terrible. Like, we should allow women to be able to go out and explore those different parts of themselves, not just women, but people in relationships. Yeah. Like your life does not need to be all about your relationship.
1: Uh, Yeah. My boyfriend's going to be gone for a week. He's gone right now on tour. And like, yes, we miss each other a lot. And like, it's, you know, it's comforting to have that person when you come home at the end of the day after doing something. But I would never be like, nope, sorry, you You can't can't do the thing you love. You can't go on tour. I would have loved if he was like, hey, I'm gonna be gone for a month touring all across the country to these different bars and stuff. While I would be sad and miss him, I'd be like, "Oh my god, that's, that's amazing. so great for you! I can't believe yes. you're taking this step in your career. Absolutely, Go, do it. Have fun. Be amazing. That's
0: so great you know? for you, and I'm yeah. so happy for you because as you want your partner to feel fulfilled and, and happy. happy, and like if they are unhappy or unfulfilled you want to do anything in your power to make sure that they can be satisfied. Yeah. And so it's very disappointing that Marshall kind of reacted that way. But you know what? There's a theme throughout this entire show of men kind of pushing their unreasonable expectations and their will on women. Well,
1: it's a very patriarchal concept, this show. Like, the men fall very neatly into the patriarchy and and they expect the lead women of the show to fall into it as well. Like, if we look at Robin, you know, I don't want kids, I don't want kids, I don't want kids. And Ted constantly pushes against that and challenges that and says she'll change her mind and things like that. When she's like, no, I know what I want and I don't want kids. Right. And then... It's interesting, I read a few articles where they were talking about when it comes out that she's infertile. Right, and how that that was
0: handled on the show. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and I never saw it really this way when I watched it, so I was curious as as to what you think. It kind of was uh, portrayed that she um, suddenly realized she wanted kids once she couldn't have them and was, like, devastated. I mean, to me, I think that it's just something where women... Even if you don't want kids, when you do learn that you're infertile, I think it is still something that can affect you without you changing your mind about kids. I think that
0: that is valid. I'd need to watch the episode again um, to really be able to like make a decision about what I thought the show was trying mm-hmm. to say. I remember the line. I actually do remember the line where she says... It's one thing to not want something. It's another thing to be told that you can't have it. And, like, I do think that that is valid. I think that that is a valid thing. I don't necessarily think it means that she's saying that she wants kids. It's just one of those things. I also think that that society puts a lot of pressure on women to believe that this is something that we are supposed to be able to do yeah so even if you don't want kids if you're you find out that you cannot yes. do it something that you're supposed to do you're I think less it's, of a woman i think it's valid to have those feelings but i do think it's also valid to say wouldn't it be nice for once to have a character on tv who is very unapologetic about like this is my choice. These yeah. are my choices. That storyline didn't need to exist at all, really, no, where it's it really just like didn't. she could have just said, I am making this decision because. I want to make this decision. And I know lots of women who feel that way. Yeah. And
1: now they're like, oh, well now she can't. So that storylines, you know, ended and it's done because now she can't have kids. Right. And
0: she can't have kids biologically, not because it was fully her own decision not to.
1: Yeah. And it kind of, doesn't it ruin a relationship with a therapist? He really wants kids, isn't it? I don't remember. I feel like it's just coming back to me now. I feel like it kind of ruins a relationship because then they're like, we could adopt. We could do this. She goes, no, I don't want kids. And like, the men can't cope with that, which, yes, I agree that if you're in a relationship and one person wants kids and one person doesn't, that that's something that you have to work through, but also I feel like it's sending a message that men expect women to want kids because we are women and our bodies can typically create children, you know what I mean? Like, just because we can do
0: it, it, we want to. It invalidates
1: her as a person in a lot yeah. of ways
0: because I feel like she is looked at very much as a, um, you know, child making m- machine. machine. And although I, you know, the therapist is like, oh, well, we can adopt and things like this. Like he's not just wanting her because he thinks that she can bear his children. Yeah. Um, he, it's still one of those things where it's it's tricky and sticky, and I don't love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh but let's also talk Okay, so we're swinging a little bit back over towards Ted and things yes. that he does. But while also talking about the unreasonable things that men do on this show, let's talk about oh. when Ted makes Robin get rid of her dogs. That was
1: my next point.
0: It's that one is it's insane. Having okay. animals who I love dearly yeah. as like my little babies. I swear to god. I've said this all, like I've said this to Anthony's face because when we first got together, Um, I didn't have, or not got together when we were first kind of like talking, I didn't have Matilda. And then I got her very suddenly. Like somebody called me that day and was like, we found this cat. It needs a home. Um, Would you mind taking her? I know you've been thinking about getting a cat. And I was just like, "Yes." So in one day I got a cat. And Anthony was kind of like, oh, I'm allergic to cats. I don't really like cats. Like all this stuff. And I was just like, listen, I've taken. I cat. Yeah, I've taken this cat in. This cat is my cat forever until, yeah. you know, until the end. Like, now she's mine. Yeah. And if you have a problem with that, then I guess you have to go. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I would never, well, even in the beginning, give up No, my animals for someone else. Especially, it's not even that he's allergic.
1: It's not that he has some kind of, like, re- like rational reason. Oh, no. The reason is bullshit. Well, because Robin, I think, is the one that first brings up the fact that he has so much stuff from ex-girlfriends and she feels uncomfortable with cuz she's wearing a sweater i think that belonged to an ex-girlfriend which honestly i would feel a little weird about if if i was cold and max was like here's a female here's a girl sweater it belonged to my ex I would just right. yeah, it would be uncomfortable it would be
0: uncomfortable at the end of the day do I think that maybe Robin didn't need to be like you so, have to get rid of everything that ever belonged because he you know she comes out of the bathroom and she's like who's moisturizer in this yeah and and to me I'm just like that's a little
1: intense that's ridiculous
0: it's like it's it's a moisturizer I'm not thinking about the person who gave it to me every time I put it on no or whatever of
1: course you're not so
0: so I do think that she is a little over the top. Yeah, but the way Ted responds, yeah, is when he finds out all the dogs
1: up. are from ex boyfriends, he's like, "You have to get rid of the dogs." So and she
0: does. Robin has five dogs, all of whom she that gotten sounds like a nightmare. In, it's too many in an apartment in New York. It's too many, um, but she has five dogs, all of whom she got during relationships with other people, um, and which is weird. Maybe stop getting pets with people that you're dating. Um, Because she has an issue with commitment as well. Yes. So she has five dogs. And when he comes over and finds out that she got these dogs when she was in relationships with other people, he decides, if you're going to make me throw out my moisturizer, Uh then you need to get rid of your dogs. And she takes it to the group. The entire group says, Ted, you're being ridiculous. This is insane. And... After all of that, she comes to him and she says she got rid of her dogs. And after which, we find out that he didn't get rid of all of the he things that his ex-girlfriends gave him. So not. she got rid of her fucking dogs and he Living couldn't things. He couldn't throw away some of the things that his ex-girlfriend gave him. But I also... <sighs> what kind of fucking sociopath could just get rid of their five dogs? No! Like, those animals are... They depend on you and they love you. And you love them. Unconditionally. Like, I, you love them. You have a relationship yes. with your pets. Like, it makes me wonder what the fuck's wrong with Robin. That I she could just let go For of her a dog. a dude? Really? Absolutely not. For a dude so, that you didn't even end up being with. It's not yeah. even like you guys had, like, decided, like, oh, we're gonna, you know, get married. We're gonna have a life together. Like, you ended
1: up breaking up. Anyway, yeah, and she honestly she obviously really wanted to live the dog life because at the end of the series when we see her like years from now, she's got her five dogs back. You know, like she has all of the dogs again. Uh the other thing that Ted does that pisses me off is that he cheats on Victoria with Robin and then lies to both of them. Lies to but both like, of them. But it's like forgiven because he really wants to be with Robin and he'll do anything he can to be with her. He
0: lies to both of them and then he also Blames Victoria for it in a way because he tried to call them break up with her, yeah, but she didn't pick up. So, the scenario for this is and Victoria is another one that's kind of like on off, he pursued her even when she said she didn't want to be followed he, up with
1: even when she's trying to get married he shows up right
0: so this whole relationship is very fucked up and stalkery where she says i don't want to have contact with you i don't want you to know where i am he yeah. finds her anyway finds her when she's about to get married she runs off with him in her wedding dress and then while they're in a relationship i don't know if it's long distance or if she's just out of town or something like that the first time they're together or the second time the time when he cheats with robin yeah.
1: Okay, so she's in Germany for, like, a like a bakery, like, a baking thing. There it is, thing. yes.
0: So he goes over to Robin's house, and at this point, Robin is, Thinks like... Thinks they're broken up. Well, but at first, she says, like... I have realized that I'm in love with you yeah, or like, yeah, yeah. whatever, but you're in a relationship and she actually does the right thing, which is respect that relationship. Yeah, And so he walks out and he says, well, but it's Robin. It's Robin. Yeah. So he calls to break up with Victoria to make it all a-okay. Yeah. To break up with your girlfriend who's in Germany over the fucking phone so yep. that you can fuck someone else. Yeah. Um, he's like, I'm going to call and break up with her. And then blames Victoria for not picking up or responding to him quickly enough. Yeah. And so... So
1: it made it technically cheating.
0: Yeah. So yeah. he could go in and um, be with Robin and then yeah. lies to them both about what happened. He's he's a trash person. He's trash. He's a very bad person. He's
1: trash. He's absolute trash. And then, yeah. And then, like, he finds out when they get back together years later that she right away uh hooked up with a guy she was in class with from germany and he's like really not okay with that i was like you slept with someone while they were while you were in a relationship she gets together with someone like right after and then lied about it yeah it's so gross he is disgusting and he's so it's just weird that he is framed as being the nice guy, the good guy, we're supposed to root for him. He is the lead of this show, yet he sets such a bad example. And he really is, like, he's totally irrational. He's way too impulsive. He, like, somehow leads with both his heart and his dick at the same time. Like, it's just, it's so weird. He has such a archaic vision in his head of what a family and a relationship should be. And that he's entitled to getting you know what I mean? To, well, and to that, not taking the flaws in other people and, and that things like those that.
0: things, the the relationship, the family, they must be done on his terms and yes. on his terms. Only, And if somebody makes him compromise yeah. in some way that he is wronged. Like, that yeah. that's the feeling that you get is that, like, he is wronged if a woman challenges him or makes him change yeah. in any way. And yet he expects every woman that he is with to be what he needs them to be. If it's Robin, yeah. he needs them to have kids. If it's, um, you know, Victoria, he needs them to... Not go be, to Germany, not go to Germany, or not come back and be with anyone else, or yeah. not be upset that he cheated, or yeah, you know, everything is incredibly self-serving.
1: Well, and there's a really weird message to me with the show in general. So, spoiler alerts for those of you who haven't seen the end of the show: he gets together with this girl Tracy, which we find out at, in the last episode had a. Which, by the way, I called her name being Tracy in season two. Very proud of myself. Interesting. And uh, Well, because he meets, like, a stripper, and he asks for her name, and like, her real name. She says Tracy, and then he goes, and that's how I met your mom. And the kids are like, what? So I'm like, oh, I bet the mom's name is Tracy.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. So anyways, he meets this Tracy who we find out found the love of her life, who died in a car crash on her 21st birthday, and she is... Horribly upset about it, she plays a beautiful version of Lovey and Rose, which we find out she sang to her kids every night, and it kind of seems like Ted was her runner-up, yeah, kind of her second choice. I feel like they were both each other's second choice. Well, and that's the thing. And then, but yet we're, she's seen as being Ted's perfect woman in so many ways. And then they fucking kill Tracy off so that after he can be with Robin to be with Robin, and I feel like Robin. Honestly, I kind of feel like Robin was his first choice. But then when he was married to Tracy, I don't think Robin was an issue anymore. I feel like then Robin almost kind of became the second choice. Well, because Robin was married to Barney well, but before they, got, they divorced got divorced. Within two minutes on the show after a whole season of the, leading up to their wedding. But I think there was a... I understood that there was a time where I think... Ted really found like he had found his person. Yeah,
0: I think it was supposed to be framed that way, and I really didn't like the the season finale is or the series finale is garbage because yeah, I really there's... didn't like that they forced Robin and Ted to be together after all of that. Um, yeah. because I don't I don't think Robin would be with Ted. And
1: what is it saying about love then to settle for your second choice? You right. know what I mean? I feel like Robin was settling because maybe she was older and lonely and is comfortable with Ted. And was Ted settling for Tracy or is he settling for Robin? Was Tracy just settling for Ted? It's a very weird idea that you can't, that you get so fixed on this idea of what your life is supposed to be in your head and what your family is supposed to be that you bend. Because of what... But this is a perfect image. This is the woman that he's said all along is his perfect woman. We've seen it through the show, the traits that he wants in a woman. And right. Tracy is his perfect woman. Right. So he isn't thinking about his love or his feelings. Yes. He's creating that perfect picture in the uh, house he possibly bought. I think it bought,
0: devalues you know? the relationship to have him go back with Robin. 100%. You know, if, if they had portrayed their relationship as being like... He has found his person, and isn't that wonderful, and isn't it beautiful? And when she dies, maybe it's a thing that is so disastrous for him but he has his children, and, like, isn't that beautiful? And then the and kids instead, are like, go after Aunt Robin, Dad! Yeah, it's it's so bizarre. It's so insanely bizarre. And he's it's like, gross. you know what,
1: kids? You're right. And I then he goes, doesn't he have a blue French horn again at the end? He does. Uh, yes, he does. Of course he does. Ugh, um, Ted, gross. yeah I mean, so I d- gross.
0: We could talk on and on about how troubling I find Ted to be. Ted is troubling because he's so insidious. You know, like, Barney is overtly misogynistic and terrible. And while I think that those should not be overlooked because no. the messages that Barney is pushing on that show are so harmful, yeah. are truly so harmful. And, of course, there is the fat shaming and the transphobic com- comments, the homophobic comments, the all of these things that are... Really, really awful—the condoning right. of like outright sexual assault and things like that. But
1: he's kind of the anti-hero, and our hero is supposed to be Ted, and that's and Ted what is makes just it. As bad. And
0: that's what makes it so. I think to me, Ted is the most destructive part of that show because Agreed. you're supposed to be rooting for him. Yeah. And so, at the end of this medium article that I read, uh, they put it really well. They said, "What is really troubling about characters like Ted or Ross from Friends?" is that they are portrayed as romantic leads, desirable nice guys who will do anything for love and who deserve the attention of women because of their niceness. Yeah. They are one more patriarchy trope. They tell men that if they treat women somehow romantically, even like stalkers, they are entitled to their feelings. Women must love them back because they have earned it with Uh all their suffering, all their unwavering love, and all their relentless pursuing. And... And it's so gross to me i found that to be so damaging because i truly believed that if a man loved you and pursued you regardless of whether or not you loved him back that you did owe it to him to give him a chance because who knows because we have been because he's
1: willing to go these lengths
0: right right he must love you and so you must have really like you must have feelings for him back. Maybe you should just give him a chance. This could be the beginning of a beautiful love story. Right. And I feel like movies and TV shows throughout the 90s and into the 2000s specifically, and still today in in some movies, especially romantic comedies, do portray it that way. Yeah. And it did fuck me up. It fucked my like dating life up. Yep. Um, it fucked my relationships with men up and my ex, what I believed was expected of me yeah. and what I expected from them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, final thoughts on how I met your mother. It's problematic as fuck. It's, it's very problematic. And like we always say, you can enjoy any yeah. piece of media. Just be aware of what you're consuming. For me, personally, this is one that, sure, if it was on TV, on network television, I'm in a hotel late night, I might leave it on and watch an episode or two. But it's not one like Friends where that I will continuously seek out to watch and enjoy yeah. because I, I can't help but view media through a very particular lens now. Yeah. And when I'm watching shows like this, it makes me feel so deeply, like, uncomfortable and unnerved and yeah. angry, actually. Yeah. That I-, I can't really, really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I agree. I agree. Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, If you have any thoughts on any of this... uh give us an email at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com direct message us or follow us on Instagram at angry neighborhood feminist. you can catch us on Twitter at podcast, YANF podcast Y-A-N-F podcast we have a Facebook business and group page go check it out leave us a review on Facebook you can also leave us a review on Apple podcast we will, we will feature you on Reviews Day Tuesday on Instagram if you do so and if you don't already go ahead and listen to us on Radio Public it's a free way for you to listen it helps us out just a little bit. All right. So all we got for you today with all that being said, we encourage you to rage on. on. Bye. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine. Erstwhile
0: monk turned traveling medical investigator.